the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Buca Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Bless his name. This morning as we prepare to hear from God, I believe that the time and the season has ripened us to hear from God in a way perhaps that on a normal Sunday morning, perhaps we may not have been as attentive. And so on this morning, we want to return to Second Kings chapter 20 where we began to open up a series of messages titled Reprioritizing Our Lives. And so our scripture for this morning is going to be in Second Kings chapter 20. Uh, we'll begin our reading uh, picking up at verse 4, Second Kings chapter 20, verse 4. And when you find it in your Bible electronic devices, etc., uh, let us know you're there by saying amen. As we walk through the word of God on this morning, Second Kings chapter 20, beginning at verse number 4, and I, I hear a few of you saying amen, I'm there. Praise the Lord if you're there, shout amen, shout amen, we'll, we'll, we'll hear you. And know that you're, you're with us this morning. Second Kings chapter 20, beginning at verse 4, God's word reads as follows. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. And on the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord, and I will add to your days 15 years. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, David. Then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, what is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I shall go up to the house of the Lord the third day? Then Isaiah said, this is the sign to you from the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing which he has spoken. 
Shall the shadow go forward 10 degrees or go backward 10 degrees? Hezekiah answered, it is an easy thing for the shadow to go down 10 degrees. No, but let the shadow go backwards 10 degrees. So Isaiah, the prophet, cried out to the Lord and he brought the shadow 10 degrees backwards by which it had gone down on the sundial of Ahaz. Would you pray with me this morning? Father in heaven, we bless you and thank you because you have done such wonderful things for us. We're grateful, God, because we have the opportunity to stand and declare your word one more time. And in this new year full of hope, full of promise, God, we pray that your word will be heard in an extraordinary way. That it will penetrate the hearts, minds, and souls. It will speak to our very essence of who we are, where we are, and what we need. Spirit of the Lord, have thine own way in this time of preaching. Pray, God, that you would use me as an instrument in your hand to accomplish your will. Father, speak through these lips of clay. Allow my words to be clear in the hearing of your people. Allow my thoughts, God, to be clear that I may articulate and speak what thus saith the Lord. Spirit of the Lord, I need you as I stand as a frail and fragile being. I need you, God, that you might use me and strengthen me and give me what I stand in need of to be your vessel. So now, Lord, here we are, and we trust all things into your hands. Save those who are lost, reclaim those who are drifting, edify the body, glorify yourself. All these things I ask in the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. As I said earlier, we began a series of messages entitled Reprioritizing Our Lives. Beginning here in 2 Kings chapter 20, we looked only at the first three verses. uh, Spoke from the subject matter, you shall not die. But as we looked at this whole idea, as the Lord had come and sent message to Hezekiah the king of Judah, uh, letting him know, first of all, that you need to get your house in order, but he came back later, which we'll deal with today, and told him, you're not going to die, everything's going to be okay, but as we walk through the life of Hezekiah, we walk through the priorities that he had at various times, and prior to receiving this, uh, what I call a priority-changing message that you need to get your house in order, We first looked where Hezekiah was before Isaiah came to him, and he was in a place where the priority of his life was praise, and he was at a place then because uh, the Lord had delivered uh, him and the, the, the nation of Judah from the hand of the Assyrians who had encamped outside and God sent an angel into the the encampment and killed 185,000 of the Assyrians and and the the city was uh, at a place and Hezekiah as king was at a place where they were praising God and celebrating the victory of God but just as quickly as they were in the midst of celebration and praise and priority the priority at the time in his life was praise it soon moved from praise to prayer For when he got the message from Isaiah that you need to get your house in order for you're going to die and not live, he then shifted his priority to prayer. From praise to prayer. And in 
in his prayer, we also saw that he had a priority of privacy because he, he didn't want to pray out loud. He didn't want to pray in the, in the person. But in fact, as he heard the message, he actually literally turned his face to the wall to have a private conversation with God. And, and we looked at that and talked about that. And he moved from that, the, the, having it be a priority of privacy to a priority of pleading because as he began to pray to God, he began to plead with the Lord that, that the Lord would intervene, that the Lord would step in, that the Lord would do something about his situation. Now, as we move forward on this morning and we look uh, deeper into this story and delve a little bit further down and, and dig into a, a little bit more, we see the, the, the priorities in the life of Hezekiah shift from praise to prayer, and then we're going to see it shift again in the text on today. And someone might be saying, well, Pastor, that's a whole lot of shifting of priorities. And I say, yes, you're correct. It is. It is some shifting, but all of the shifts that we see in the priorities of Hezekiah are necessary for the circumstances that he finds himself in. And not only that, even as he shifts his priorities uh, from praise to prayer, and then once again, as we'll see here today, he, he has as his ultimate focus, still the focus of, of God and the people of God. And so uh, Hezekiah does go through these shifts. And, and even as I was thinking through this, I thought, you know, um, this is a great place to, to kind of remind us that one of the, our problems typically as, as children of God is not that we shift our priorities too much, but rather that we oftentimes don't shift them at all when, the, when it's necessary or when the season of our life changes, when we ought to shift our priority, we ought to change our priority, we're still doing the same old thing we used to do. Are y'all still here with me? And so on this morning, I want to talk to you in this text of Second Kings chapter 4. Uh, from the subject matter, priority of proof. Because I believe what happens now in Hezekiah's situation is that he shifts his priority from prayer to now proof because God is going to send a message back to him. It doesn't take long. He's praying, talking to God, seeking the face of God in privacy. He's pleading with God in his prayer. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the message comes to Isaiah the prophet while he's leaving. While he's on his way out, he's leaving, and the message comes to Isaiah on his way out. And the verse 4 said, And it happened before Isaiah had gone out of the middle of the court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer and I've seen your tears. In our text, Hezekiah's priority moves, as I talked about, now to this priority of proof, as we see here in the text. He, he needs God to t- tell me, what's, how do I know? Uh, prove to me what I'm, what, what I'm hearing uh, Isaiah say. And so his priority now shifts. But in this text, there are three ways in which God provides proof that Hezekiah needs that God's going to do what he said he's going to do. I'm talking to somebody this morning because somebody is on the fence this morning. Somebody heard something from the Lord, something from God early this morning. And you need to know, God, I need some proof. I, my priority now has shifted to proof. Proof. I need you to prove to me that what you said is literally going to be. I need, and for some, they, they're saying, Lord, I, I, need to, I need you to prove that you're even real to me. You, I, need you, I need you to prove that you 
are God and you are the one I've heard about and you are the one that the preachers preach about. I need some proof this morning. And so our priority has shifted to proof. God, I've, I've watched people die. I'm watching the numbers on television go up every day. I'm watching them talk about numbers as if they don't equate to people and lives and families. And God, I need to know how are you involved and, and are you really real? Are you who they say you are? We need some proof this morning. So perhaps as we delve into this text, these three ways in which God provides proof will also be a benefit to us. The first area here in the text, as I begin the the reading there, is that the what I call the promises of God from his word. The, this is the first proof, is the promises of God from his word. In, in the text there in verses 4 and 5 and 6, uh, God gives some promises to, uh, to Hezekiah. He says, to, to, he, told, he told Isaiah, return to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, and tell him, I've heard your prayers and I've seen your tears. Watch this. And on the, watch this. I, I will surely heal you. That's, 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 that's what he tell him. But can I back up just for a moment before I get into the promises? Because I, I, I don't want to skip this part. I, I want, I want to hit this part. I want you to hear this part. Somebody needs to hear this part. Listen. He, he said to him, return to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, thus says the Lord, and tell him, thus says the Lord God of, of, of David, your father, tell Hezekiah, tell, tell Hezekiah, tell my brother, tell my sister, tell the one listening via live stream this morning, I've heard your prayer, and I've seen your tears. I, I want you to hear this this morning. I want you to never underestimate the interest and the observation that God has of your prayers and your tears. Lord, have mercy. Far too many are going on and they're praying and they're crying and they're thinking that God is not listening and God is not hearing them. And I need you to hear this this morning. God is attentive to your prayers and he is attentive and has and is observing the very tears that you cry. I know that you think you're in that house all by yourself and you think that, that nobody but you and the pillow knows about the tears that you cry. But I stopped by to let you know God is giving attention to the tears is that you cry. I know you think nobody hears your prayers and nobody thinks you understand and everybody's doing their own thing and dealing with their own problems and you think that I'm going to handle this all by myself but I want you to understand something. I want you to hear this, that God is listening to your prayers. Lord have mercy. And so he says tell, tell Hezekiah that I've heard his prayers and I've seen his tears and as a result of me hearing his prayers and seeing his tears, I want you to lay these five promises on Hezekiah tell Hezekiah I'm surely going to heal him that's right there in the text perhaps this is the greatest concern that Hezekiah has when he's in the midst of dying now Hezekiah is dying and dealing with a disease at this particular point in time it is believed that he's dealing with a, a plague of boils which was spreading across the land and Hezekiah has been infected by the, the plague, and he's got the boils on him, and, and he's in the process of dying. He's got the message, set your house in order that you're going to die and not live. And so perhaps the priority when he was praying was, Lord, I want to live. And Lord says to him uh, in the response, in the promise, he gives him these five promises. First of all, he says, surely I will heal you. Surely. In other words, Hezekiah, don't worry about being healed. I'm going to heal you. Secondly, On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. That's two. Three, I will add 15 years to your life. I will add to your days 15 years. That's three. 
Hezekiah, I'm not done there. I will deliver you and this city from the hand of the king of Assyria. That's four. And in addition to that, Hezekiah, I will defend this city for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. Now, here's an interesting thing, just to throw this out there. I know that you probably read with me earlier, and we were reading in the first part, the first three verses of this chapter. What we found out is that when Hezekiah was praying, he laid all these conditions before the Lord. He says, Lord, um, you know, answer my prayer because I've been faithful, because I've been good, because I've done this. Lord, remember all the good things that I've done. But, but listen how God answers. God says, I'm not going to answer your prayers because you've been good, Hezekiah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this. I'm not, I'm not laying out these five promises to you because of your goodness Hezekiah I'm, I'm not going to protect the city because of you Hezekiah I'm going to do this for my own namesake I, I want you to hear that this morning I need you to understand something I want you to hear this with me I'm, I'm really trying to preach beyond your, 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 your cerebral this morning I'm trying to get down into to the cortex of your heart I want you to hear that when God does what he does he's doing it for his own namesake he's not doing it just because you're good or you're not good God is doing it for his own purposes and, and the conditions of God doing something because sometimes we disqualify ourselves from blessings of God because we feel like we haven't been good enough but I want you to understand God's qualification has to do with him and not you. Lord, help me here. But listen, the promises of God's, uh, the promises of God from his word help to serve as proof to Hezekiah that God has indeed heard his prayer. It's proof to him that God is listening. And when you are unsure as to whether or not God is listening to your prayer, when you're just not certain whether or not God is going to do what he says he's going to do, I would suggest that you look in the word of God for the proof as to whether or not God said he's going to do it. What does his word say? What has God said from his word? As a promise to you, examine the words of God and what he says in his word. Examine what is God saying through his messenger because God uses Isaiah as a messenger to Hezekiah to take to Hezekiah the message, the word of God that came to him to tell him here are five things that God is going to do in response to your prayer. Here are five promises to prove to you that God has indeed heard your prayer and God is indeed going to move on your behalf. I got a question for you this morning. How is the Lord speaking to you regarding the thing that you're looking for proof for? How is God speaking to you? Is he speaking to you through a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, 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 a magazine, or, or some television program? Or is God speaking to you through his word? Listen, far too many people are making far too many difficult and critical decisions based on what they saw on television. Lord, help me right here. And, and I'm not saying all the television is wrong, but what I'm saying, if your decisions as a child of God are not based and founded in the word of God, you might find yourself in a bad place. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if you need proof that God has said it, and if you need proof that God has done it, search out his word and find out what he says in his word. Because I do need you to know something. God will not go back on his word. He's not going to change his word. He's not going to say one thing in his word and then do something different in your life. It needs to be in the word of God. It needs to be, it needs to come from the word of God. This message, this promise that Hezekiah receives, it comes right from the word of God. And God sends his messenger to give this message to Hezekiah. Hezekiah, I have heard your prayers. I have seen your tears. And I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless this city in these five ways. First of all, Hezekiah, I'm going to surely heal you. 
And I'm sure Hezekiah was thinking, wow, that's good. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure that's enough. I mean, I hear what you're saying. You're going to do all this. I, I, I'm going to add 15 years to your life. And that sounds great. And Hezekiah is really not that old. He's probably around 40, 39, 40 years old. So that means he's going to get up to 55 or 54 years old or so. I'm going to deliver the city from the hand of the Assyrians. Great, because Assyria has been camped out and, and you've just, you know, killed, slaughtered 185,000. And, and some believe that even that slaughtering of them may have come through the plague. But I believe that's just man's way of trying to, try to explain what God has done in a miraculous way. But, but, but I'm going to deliver the city. And not, not only that, Hezekiah, but as long as you're king, while you're, I'm going to protect the city. And I'm going to protect the city for my name. So he gives them this proof through the word of God. But the secondary proof comes, it begins, it picks up in verse number seven. Then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs. So they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. Now I need you, I need you to uh, gather something here that in the context of, of, of the movement of the text and the, the time frame of the text, this is kind of an overarching statement, but that there's, there's some, some time issues here that we're going to move in and out of. But watch this. So, he, so, so Isaiah um, becomes, if I can say it this way, Isaiah becomes Hezekiah's doctor. And he prescribes for Hezekiah, who is suffering with the plague of boils, he prescribes to him a vaccine of figs. Lord, help us here. And he's got a fig vaccine that was developed very quickly. Lord, help me here. I'm, I'm trying to talk to somebody on the sly. Uh, it, it was developed very quickly, but it was de- developed quickly so that God could do what he needed to do to give proof because priority was a proof in Hezekiah's life. And so he, he, he watch this. The, the second thing I want to, I want to share with you here is the preparation by God through his actions, because I believe what God will do in order to prove to you that what he said he's going to do, he's going to do. He will prepare you by his own actions. And so what God does here in the text is he, he allows uh, Isaiah to, to put this or, or to have this, this fig vaccine, if you will, this, this fig salve, this, this fig concoction put on Hezekiah. And the Bible says that Hezekiah is healed from the boil. Stay here with me. God has to do something to prove to Hezekiah in order, in other words, when Hezekiah is looking for proof, if I can say it this way, how is Hezekiah, think, think with me, Hezekiah is bedridden, okay? He's in the bed, he's got, bo- he's got, I don't know whether he's got one boil or he's got multiple boils, but he's in the bed and in order for him to be able to fulfill the promise, First of all, God said, I'm going to heal you. And on the third day, you're going to go up to the house of the Lord. How am I going to go up to the house of the Lord if I'm stuck in the bed with a boil on me and the boil has incapacitated me to the extent that I can't even get out of bed? Well, in order for God to show Hezekiah proof that I'm going to do what I said I'm going to do, he first of all prepares Hezekiah by God's actions. So what God does is God heals the boil first because in order for him to get to the house of God on the third day, I first got to deal with the boil. I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning because sometimes when we're trying to get somewhere and we're trying to get proof from from God for something, we miss the fact that 
that God is doing things in preparation to get you to the promise that he's laid in front of you. Mm. Listen, the boil, let me, let, me, let me break this down for you. Um, the boil is an infection, all right? And it's an infection that rises up under the skin. And if it's untreated, if it's un, 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 unattended, it becomes painful, it grows in size, and underneath the surface, the infection grows. And To continue our journey, tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministries of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org. And remember to reference the title and broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bucus Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.